my dear students hope you all are doing well this is mahua ma'am your history and economics teacher welcome to third episode of podcast in your own pi5 radio station in this episode i will summarize the chapter 1 of history that is the french revolution i'm sure if you listen it again and again it will definitely help you to recall the contents so let us start in 1774 louis 16 a 20 year young from bourbon dynasty ascended the throne of france he was welcomed by empty treasure france was reeling under a tremendous debt which is mounted up to 2 million lives for meeting these expenses increase in the tax was inevitable the french society was divided into three estates first to enjoy all privileges first estate clergy second estate nobility and third estate all big businessmen merchants court officials peasants artisans landless laborers servants etc Some within the third estate were rich and some were poor. The burden of financing activities of the state through taxes were borne by the third estate alone. The struggle for survival. Population of France grew and so did the demand for grain. The gap between the rich and poor widened. This led to subsistence crisis. Now what is subsistence crisis it is an extreme situation where the basic means of livelihood are endangered the growing middle class the 18th century witnessed the emergence of the middle class which was educated and believed that no group in society should be privileged by birth these ideas were put forward by philosophers such as john locke the english philosopher and rousseau the french philosopher the american constitution and its guarantee of individual rights was an important example of political theories of france these ideas were discussed intensively in saloons and coffee houses and spread among people through books and newspapers these were even read aloud the outbreak of the revolution The French Revolution went through various stages. When Louis XVI became King of France in 1774, he inherited a treasury which was empty. There was growing discontent within the society of the old regime. Then, how the women's revolution took place? From the very beginning, women were active participants in the events which brought about so many changes in the french society most women of the third estate had to work for a living their wages were lower than those of men in order to discuss and voice their interest women started their own political clubs and newspapers one of their main demands was that women must enjoy the same political rights as men some laws were introduced to improve the position of women 
their struggle still continues in several parts of the world. It was finally in 1946 that women in France won the right to vote. The abolition of slavery. There was a triangular slave trade between Europe, Africa and Americas. In the 18th century, there was little criticism of slavery in France. No laws were passed against it. It was in 1794 that the convention freed all slaves. But 10 years later, slavery was reintroduced by Napoleon. It was finally in 1848 that slavery was abolished in the French colonies. The revolution and everyday life. The years following 1789 in France saw many changes in the lives of men, women and children. The revolutionary governments took it upon themselves to pass laws that would translate the ideals of liberty and equality into everyday practice. One important law that came into effect was the abolition of censorship. The ideals of liberty and democratic rights were the most important legacy of the French Revolution. This spread from France to the rest of Europe during the 19th century. Napoleon Bonaparte In 1804 Napoleon crowned himself emperor of France. He set out to conquer neighboring European countries, dispossessing dynasties and creating kingdoms where he placed members of his family. He saw his role as a modernizer of Europe. He introduced many reforms which had long-lasting effect on Europe. But he was finally defeated at Waterloo in 1815. Now, coming to few important years related to French Revolution. 1789, Louis XVI called the Estate General to pass the proposal for new taxes. The Third Estate forms National Assembly. The Bastille is stormed. Peasant revolts in the countryside. 1791 National Assembly completed the draft of the constitution it limited the powers of the king and guaranteed basic right to all human beings France became the constitutional monarchy 1792-93 France abolished the monarchy and became a republic the National Assembly was replaced by convention king and queen were executed 1793-94 It is referred as a reign of terror. Robespierre followed a policy of severe control. He executed all the so-called enemies of the republic. 1795 Jacobin Republic overthrown a directory rules France. A new convention appointed a five-man directorate to run the state from 26th October 1795 and 1799 the revolution ends with the rise of napoleon bonaparte so dear students that's all for the french revolution in the next episode i will be back with second chapter of history 
that is socialism in europe and the russian revolution till then goodbye stay healthy stay safe hello class 9 how are you all today i hope all of you are doing awesome thank you so much for your love and support which you have been showing in our previous audio so we will be continuing a series and today we will be starting a new topic called midpoint theorem of chapter quadrilateral midpoint theorem is the most important theorem in this chapter because it has been asked proof midpoint theorem any time in your exam here we are talking about midpoint theorem and its proof let us start with midpoint theorem also we can say this is the king of this chapter its proof is also important so we will discussing its proof as well what the midpoint theorem says a line segment joining the midpoint of any two sides of a triangle is parallel to the to the third side side and is half of it let us discuss the statement first a line segment joining the midpoints of any two sides of a triangle let us draw a triangle say abc suppose the side ab has the midpoint p and the side ac has the midpoint q so here p is the midpoint of side ab and q is the midpoint of side ac so what it was saying a line joining the midpoints of any two sides means if i join a points p and q so this line segment is parallel to the third side and half of it that means you can say two things one is pq parallel to bc and other is pq is equal to half of bc this is your midpoint theorem now we will discuss a proof because its proof is also very important how do you prove it see as we drawn a triangle abc already with p and q are the midpoints of side ab and ac respectively now what we have to do we have to do some construction over here so some construction step is needed through c we will draw a line which is parallel to ab and we will extending a line pq to intersect here let's say at point d after construction we can see there are two triangles have formed one triangle is triangle apq and another one is triangle cdq let's talk about the congruency of these two triangles so in triangle apq and triangle cdq number one thing since ab is parallel to cd then angle paq is equal to angle dcq because of alternate interior angles next one aq is equal to qc given because q is the midpoint of ac and then the third thing is angle aqp is equal to angle cqd because of vertically opposite angles so from this what we got to know triangle apq is congruent to triangle cdq if these two triangles are congruent then by cpct that is corresponding parts of congruent triangle one thing i can say for sure 
लाइन पी क्यू इज इक्वल टू क्यू डी एंड ए पी इज इक्वल टू सी डी सो वी हैव टू रिमेंबर द कंस्ट्रक्शन ऑफ इट दैट हाउ द डाइग्राम विल बी फॉर्म्ड वंस दिस कंस्ट्रक्शन यू हैव रिमेंबर्ड यू विल गेट टू नो दैट यू हैव टू प्रूव दिस टू ट्रैंगल्स कॉन्ग्रुवंट डोंट लर्न ईच एंड एवरी स्टेप just remember what is the construction then remember these two triangles you have to prove congruent once you have proved it congruent you have got pq is equal to qd and ap is equal to cd okay now let's move ahead as pq is equal to cd then ap is equal to pb is equal to cd as p is the midpoint of ab so AP is equal to PB and by CPCD AP is equal to CD, so we can say all three are equal to each other. Also we got PQ is equal to QD and by construction we know AP is AB is parallel to CD and if AB is parallel to CD then PB is also parallel to CD as PB is a part of AB. Now look in this quadrilateral PBCD. First thing we will notice that PB is parallel to CD and PB is equal to CD. So we can say one pair of opposite sides are parallel and equal. We can say this quadrilateral PBCD is a parallelogram. and if pbcd is a parallelogram then i can say bc and pd will also be equal then bc is parallel to pd and bc is equal to pd and as bc is parallel to pd then we can say bc bc is parallel to pq as pq is a part of pd now see bc is equal to pd here you can observe q is the midpoint of pd as we just proved pq is equal to qd so for bc is equal to pd i am substituting twice pq in place of pd so it becomes bc is equal to twice of pq as pq and qd both are equal to each other and that's why we we have written as twice of pq so bc is equal to twice of pq then pq is equal to half of bc so pq is equal to pq is parallel to bc as well as pq is half of bc so in this midpoint theorem three things are more important first one is construction once the construction is done prove the triangles are congruent and after that prove this quadrilateral is a parallelogram okay this is all about the midpoint theorem thank you namaskar chhatro main shailesh umne aapka hindi shikshak aasha karta hu ki aap sab log sukushal aur swasth honge chhatro aaj hum kavya bhag se khushboo rashte hain haath is kavita ka bhavarth aapke samne prastut karne wale hai खुशबू रस्ते हैं हाथ इस कविता के कवि अरुण कमल जी है प्रस्तुत कविता में कवि ने समाज के गरीबों और मजदूरों की दुर्दशा का वर्णन किया है 
ये मजदूर खुद गंदी बस्तियों में रहते हैं पर दूसरों के लिए सुगंधित अगरबत्तियां बनाते हैं तो छात्रों हम एक एक पद का भावार्थ आपके सामने प्रस्तुत करने वाले हैं तो आइए पहले पद का भावार्थ इस प्रकार है कवि सुगंधित वस्तुओं का निर्माण करने वाले मजदूरों के जीवन का भावपूर्ण चित्रण करते हुए कहते हैं हमारे समाज में ये मजदूर व श्रमिक लोग स्वयं बदबूदार बस्ती में रहते हुए भी संसार व लोगों के जीवन में सुगंध फैलाने वाली अगरबत्तियों का सृजन करते हैं इन्हें अपने घर तक पहुंचने के लिए कई नालों और कूड़े करकटों के ढेरों का सामना करना पड़ता है बदबू के मारे इनकी नाक फटने को हो जाती है फिर भी ये उसी कूड़े के ढेर व नाले के समीप अपने टोले बनाकर रहने के लिए मजबूर हो जाते हैं ऐसे वातावरण में रहते हुए भी ये लोग संसार को सुगंधित करने का कार्य निरंतर करते रहते हैं दूसरे पद का भावार्थ इस प्रकार है कवि मजदूरों की शारीरिक व मार्मिक स्थिति का चित्रण करते हुए कहते हैं कि इन मजदूरों में कुछ बूढ़े लोग भी यहां पर हैं, जिनके हाथों की नशे कमजोरी के कारण स्पष्ट दिखाई देने लगती है कुछ लोग ऐसे भी हैं जिनके नाखून काम करते करते घिस चुके हैं कुछ नन्हे बच्चे हैं जिनके हाथ पीपल के पत्तों की तरह कोमल या फिर वो नव युवतियां जिनके हाथ जूही की डाल की तरह खुशबूदार प्रतीत होते हैं काम के बोझ से गंदे कटे और घाव वाले उनके हाथ दर्द के बावजूद अपने काम को निरंतर करते रहते हैं और खुशबू फैलाने का काम अपने हाथों के द्वारा करते रहते हैं अंतः तीसरे पद का भावार्थ इस प्रकार है कवि यहां जीवन की विटंबना का यथार्थ परक चित्रण अपने शब्दों के द्वारा करते हैं वे कह रहे हैं कि देश की प्रसिद्ध अगरबत्ती या इन्हीं गंदे मोहल्ले के लोगों द्वारा बनाई जाती है केवड़ा गुलाब खस एवं रात रानी जैसी अलग अलग सुगंधों से परिपूर्ण अगरबत्तियां का निर्माण इन्हीं गंदी वस्तु में होता है स्वयं गंदगी में रहकर भी ये श्रमिक दूसरे के लिए खुशबूदार अगरबत्तियां बनाते हैं और पूरी दुनिया को सुगंध फैलाने का काम करते हैं कितने महान होते होंगे ये लोग स्वयं गंदगी भरी बस्तियों में रहकर दूसरों को सुगंध फैलाने का काम करते हैं आशा करता हूं कि आप सभी को कविता का भाव समझ में आया होगा धन्यवाद हेलो डियर स्टूडेंट्स वेलकम टू द सेकंड पॉडकास्ट ऑफ आईटी। इन टूडेज पॉडकास्ट वी आर गोइंग टू अंडरस्टैंड द डिफरेंस बिटवीन बिजनेस एंड ऑन्टरप्रिनरशिप एंड ऑल्सो वी आर गोइंग टू अंडरस्टैंड द डिफरेंस बिटवीन एन ऑन्टरप्रिनर and an employee today so let us begin with our topic today often people use the word business along with the word entrepreneurship these two words are slightly related but there's a crucial difference between these two terms both business and entrepreneurship carry out some commercial industrial or social activity that generates revenue both employ some intellectual financial and human resources to carry out their activity 
Despite all this similarity, there is a great difference between them. Business refers to the commercial activity, which is based on an old concept. This path is relatively tested and there is low risk involved in business. Whereas, entrepreneurship refers to an activity based on a new idea, a unique concept, with the entrepreneur, which the entrepreneur is trying to bring into reality. The path of entrepreneurship is not tested and there is a lot of risks and uncertainties involved in it. An entrepreneurship venture initially is called a startup company and when it is established, it becomes a business. For example, if someone is trying to open a shop that sells branded clothes for youngsters, then this venture will be termed as a business. But if the same person is trying to create a design venture that will use artificial intelligence to design and create clothes for people, while keeping in mind changing trends and person's personal choice and requirement etc then that will be termed as an entrepreneur venture while a businessman can be termed as a market player the entrepreneur is referred as a market leader because they create a place in the market for others the business runs on conventional methods but for a new ideal based venture the methods can be entirely new and totally unconventional. A business is created with an aim of profit, while an entrepreneurial venture is created with an aim of solving a problem keeping in mind the people. Since a business starts in a tested market where there are many players running the same business, the competition is very high in business contrary to a entrepreneurship, where there is a low or nearly no competition. An entrepreneur handles the needs of the venture initially while a businessman handles it competitively. So these were some of the basic difference between the business and entrepreneurship. Now we will try to understand the difference between an entrepreneur and an employee. So we will see this on the basis of four different categories that is role, the time, responsibilities that they face and the contribution that they contribute. Right. So entrepreneur, he has to play all the roles from the owner to the lowest worth. So he has to work as a man, a machine, as well as he has to worry about the money part. Whereas an employee is assigned or given a predefined or fixed role. An employee manages only the task that is being assigned to him. Now coming to time. An entrepreneur has to spend 24 by 7 amount of time initially into the venture, whereas an employee works for only a fixed amount of time. Responsibilities An entrepreneur takes decision on his own or uh, after consulting the experts in that particular field. An entrepreneur takes ownership of his actions and decisions and is responsible for his own success and failure. An entrepreneur takes care of all the people who are working with him from the senior most position to the support staff. An entrepreneur is self-disciplined and self-motivated. An entrepreneur sets a target as per the goal set for growth. Whereas when it comes to an employee, the responsibilities, an employee either waits for instructions or decisions which is given to him, which is defined for his role. An employee is responsible for his performance and to complete the task on time. An employee takes care of the team assigned to him uh, and not the entire group of people. 
only the team which is assigned to him or is reporting to him an employee always looks for instructions an employee's target is set by somebody else right when it comes to contribution an entrepreneur makes larger contribution in the growth of economy he generates employment an entrepreneur impacts society in a positive way by offering solutions to existing problem in the society based on which the business is built whereas when it comes to an employee an employee contributes by doing his or her assigned role contribution is limited compared to an entrepreneur so these were some of the differences between an entrepreneur and an employee now we will quickly see what are the different risks rewards and challenges of being an entrepreneur an entrepreneur has to face many risks and some of them are no guarantee of paycheck the entrepreneurs never have a guarantee of getting a paycheck initially in fact the income is so low as even if there are any small earnings that has to be invested back into the business no regular income initially the startup cannot provide a steady paycheck the income may fluctuate from month to month and even from day to day the next one is no personal time entrepreneurs are so much involved in their venture in initial days that they have generally no personal time left they cannot enjoy any personal moments vacations or leisure time in their initial days once set up they can fix their working hours but initially it is generally not possible the next one is emotionally taxing while setting up an entrepreneur venture an entrepreneur is involved at every aspect of the venture from hiring the people outsourcing the work looking at the investments taking decisions etc it takes up so much of their emotional uh, time and efforts that it might lead to anxiety sometimes right so once the startup grows and the team is set the growth path starts shaping up and then the anxieties might come down right so now these were some of the risks that the entrepreneur face what are the rewards so entrepreneurs gain more rewards compared to the risks that are involved so they have a life of their uh, they can live on their passion that means there are uh, they don't have to work monotonously on a work which they don't enjoy they can do something that they are passionate about whatever work they have invested their time into that they will be able to do satisfactorily great boss so another reward is they are their own boss so they can go ahead and be their own self admirer self critic and a great motivator their own time an entrepreneur is not bound to work or fixed set of hours chosen by someone else rather an entrepreneur can work whenever they want location an entrepreneur gets to choose their own work location so they can work from wherever they want and even if they are very far away from their location uh, they can work meaningfully or contribute meaningfully towards their venture monetary gain once set up, successfully set up the venture starts growing then they get lots of financial boost so these were some of the rewards that they get so what are the different challenges that they face so an entrepreneur faces the challenge of giving up their own career so they cannot have a side by side job along with the work uh, they have decided to take up 
team building choosing the right candidates for their venture is another big challenge cash flow management they have to take care of the money continuously uh, because initially they will not earn lot of money so they have to make sure that there is a cash flow time management the owner has to play multiple roles uh, being an entrepreneur so they'll have to manage their time properly in all the roles proper people skills uh, they will have to delegate uh, good people uh, for the crucial tasks involved in their venture decision making the entrepreneurs make hundreds of decision every day and it can be stressful to take the right decision at right time and the last one is taking risks and mitigation this takes some foresightedness and planning in advance so the calculated risks are taken and later the advantage of the late and for the advantages of the business right so i hope you have enjoyed today's session and understood more about entrepreneurship I'll see you all in the next segment. Take care all of you. Hello dear children. I am Tejaswini, your biology teacher. Hope you all are good and taking good care of yourself. Children, today we will discuss about chapter tissue. This chapter is divided into two main topics. First is plant tissue and second is animal tissue. So let us have a look on plant tissue first. Plant tissues are divided into two types: meristematic tissues and permanent tissue. Meristematic tissues are those tissues whose cells divide continuously and do not reach to maturity. There are three types of meristematic tissues on the basis of location and function. First is apical meristem, second is lateral meristem. and third is intercalary meristem now second type of plant tissue that is permanent tissue which is subdivided into simple permanent plant tissue and complex permanent plant tissue simple permanent tissues are those permanent tissues which are made up of same types of cells and performs same function there are two types of simple permanent tissues supportive simple permanent tissue and protective simple permanent tissue now children supportive simple permanent tissue again divided into three subtypes first parenchyma collenchyma and sclerenchyma whereas protective simple permanent tissue is subdivided into epidermis and cork now the second permanent tissue is complex permanent tissue there are two types of complex permanent tissue xylem and floya now we proceed further with second topic of the chapter that is animal tissue in multicellular organism four kinds of tissues are recognized which are made up of animal cells the four types of animal tissues are epithelial tissues connective tissues muscular tissues and nervous tissue now let us understand first about epithelial tissues Epithelial tissues are closely packed with no intercellular spaces. They are flat, pillar-like, cube-like in shape. The function is it provides protection to the animal body. Therefore, called as protective tissue of the animal body. They are separated by fibrous basement membrane. There are six types of epithelial tissues in animals on the basis of shape. 
cell layers and location. First type of epithelial tissue is simple squamous epithelial tissue. Cells are flat, single layer. They are present in the inner linings of buccal cavity, esophagus, alveoli and blood vessels. Second type of epithelial tissue, stratified squamous epithelial tissue. Cells are flat, arranged in many layers. They are present in outer linings of the skin. Now third type of epithelial tissue, columnar epithelial tissue. Cells are pillar-like, arranged in many layers. They are present in inner linings of intestine. Fourth type of epithelial tissues, ciliated columnar epithelial tissue. Cells are pillar-like, having cilia, many layers. They are present in the respiratory tract. These cilia move and pushes the mucus forward to clear the respiratory tract. Now second last type of epithelial tissue, glandular columnar epithelial tissue. They are modified columnar tissue that secrete some chemicals. They are present in sweat glands, tear glands. Last one is cuboidal epithelial tissue, means cells are cube-like, arranged in many layers. They are present in kidney tubules and duct of salivary glands. Now students will proceed further with second type of animal tissue that is connective tissue. They are found in all parts of the body. It helps for the movement of the body. It connects different parts of the body to each other. It transports the material to different parts of the body. There are three types of connective tissue on the basis of nature of matrix. First is connective tissue proper, skeletal connective tissue also known as a vascular. Third one is fluid connective tissue also known as vascular connective tissue. Now first connective tissue proper subdivided into tendons, ligaments, arolar, adipose. Second, skeletal connective tissue which is divided into cartilage and bone. Third is fluid connective tissue which is subdivided into blood and lymph. Now second last type of animal tissue that is third number animal tissue muscular tissue. This tissue consists of very long and thin cell called muscle fibers. The cytoplasm of muscle cell is called sarcoplasma. The plasma membrane of muscle cell is called sarcolima. Muscle cells occur all over the body. There are three types of muscular tissues. First, striated muscle. Second, unstriated muscle. Third, cardiac muscle. Now children, last type of animal tissue that is nervous tissue. Nervous tissues are made up of nerve cells or neurons. Nerve cells or neuron is a structural and functional unit of nervous system. Every nerve cell has following parts, cyton, dendrites, axon and nerve ending. Thank you children. Dear student, in this week we learn shadow perspective. Shadow perspective means एक cuboid है उसका drawing अपने को करना है उसकी shadow हमको बताना है और वो perspective method से अभी आप बताओगे कि perspective क्या है perspective means एक ऐसी चीज जो हमको दिखती है लेकिन वस्तुओं में वैसी रहती नहीं है। For example, 
रेलवे ट्रैक जब हम रेलवे ट्रैक के पास खड़े रहते हैं तो हमको रेलवे ट्रैक दो मीटर की ऐसी चौड़ी दिखती है लेकिन उसको दूसरे एंड तक जाने तक वो फैनिश हुआ दिखता है दैट इज़ नोन एज पर्सपेक्टिव कोई भी चीज़ जैसे एकाधिक काइस्क्रैपर जो बिल्डिंग रहती है तो हम जहाँ खड़े रहते हैं वहाँ से अगर देखेंगे तो वो बड़ी दिखती है लेकिन जैसे जैसे आप दूसरे एंड पे देखते हो तो उतरते हुए दिखती है स्लोप दिखते हैं लेकिन एक्चुअल स्लोप रहता है क्या नहीं रहता है तो ये पर्सपेक्टिव का मैजिक है जो हमको सीखना है और यू आर वेरी लकी कि ये आपको इसी एज में सीखने को मिल रहा है क्योंकि इन दिस लाइन ड्राइंग एंड क्राफ्ट एंड आर्ट कॉलेज दिस इज़ वेरी इम्पॉर्टेंट सब्जेक्ट एंड एक्टिविटी ऑफ दिस पर्सपेक्टिव ड्राइंग अभी इसके लिए हमको पेंसिल चाहिए सिर्फ पेंसिल चाहिए तो पेंसिल में बहुत सारे ग्रेड होते हैं जैसे हार्ड पेंसिल सॉफ्ट पेंसिल टू बी सिक्स बी फोर बी ये जो होती है ये सॉफ्ट पेंसिल होती है और एच बी और एच एच वन एच टू एच फोर एच सिक्स ये हार्ड पेंसिल होती है मतलब लाइट लाइन आती है इसकी और टू बी फोर बी सिक्स बी और चारकोल ये सॉफ्ट पेंसिल होती है जैसे जैसे ग्रेड बढ़ते हैं वैसे वैसे उसका सॉफ्टनेस बढ़ता है मतलब डार्कनेस बढ़ता है या फिर जो कैमलिन की डार्क पेंसिल जो आती है वो भी हमको हम यूज़ कर सकते हैं इस ड्राइंग में सबसे पहले एक नाइन्टी डिग्री का एक एंगल है पहले ड्राइंग में दूसरे इंस्ट्रक्शन में क्या दिया है वी पी वैनिशिंग पॉइंट मतलब वी पी वी का मतलब वैनिशिंग पॉइंट तो जो वहाँ से अगर लाइन हम ड्रॉ करते हैं तो दूसरे एंड तक उसका क्यूबर्ड फॉर्म हो जाता है और क्यूबर्ड फॉर्म होने के बाद सेम डायरेक्शन में हमको उसकी शेडिंग दिखानी होती है विद द हेल्प ऑफ सिक्स पी पेंसिल एंड यू हैव टू कलर दैट क्यूबर्ड वॉट एवर सिलेंडर यू कैन टेक यू कैन टेक क्यूब यू कैन टेक ट्राइंगल प्रिजम वॉट एवर बट उसकी जो प्रोसेस है सबकी सेम ही है वैनिशिंग पॉइंट से वो जब निकलता है तो एक रेज जैसा दिखता है और सोर्स ऑफ लाइट जो है वो ऊपर की दिशा से है आपने देखा होगा पिक्चर में सोर्स ऑफ लाइट मतलब सन का जो पिक्चर है वो ऊपर की डायरेक्शन में है अबाउ और उसकी जो शाडो पड़ती है मतलब जो प्रोडक्ट है जो हमने चूज़ किया है क्यूब तो उसकी जो शाडो है वो यहाँ पे स्प्रेड हुई हुई दिखी है आपने जब एक्टिविटी की तो आपको महसूस हुआ होगा कि जैसे जैसे शाडो बढ़ती है वैसे वैसे वो बढ़ते बढ़ती जाती है और यही इसकी खासियत है और ये हम देखेंगे कि इतना उसका इम्पॉर्टेंट है अपने ड्राइंग में और अपने आर्ट को परफेक्शन लाने में क्योंकि कोई भी ह्यूमन फिगर भी अगर करना है ड्रॉ करना है तो आपको पर्सपेक्टिव का नॉलेज होना बहुत ज़रूरी है अगर दस एक लाइन में जैसे हमारी असेंबली की लाइन होती है तो पहला जो स्टूडेंट है वो 
सपोज चार फीट साढ़े चार फीट का है लेकिन आखिरी स्टूडेंट हमको विजिबली क्या दिखता है वो एक फीट का या दो फीट का दिखता है मतलब वो छोटा होता है क्या नहीं सेम हाइट के होते हैं अभी सपोज टेंथ स्टैंडर्ड की एक असेंबली की अगर लाइन है असेंबली में टेंथ स्टैंडर्ड के लड़के खड़े हैं तो आखिरी का जो बच्चा होता है वो सेम हाइट का होता है लेकिन दिखता कैसे हमको वो छोटा दिखता है दिस इज नोन एज परस्पेक्टिव अभी मुझे लगता है आपके ख्याल में आया होगा थैंक यू वेरी मच हेलो दोस्तों गुड मॉर्निंग इफ यू आर लिसनिंग इन द मॉर्निंग इफ इट इज आफ्टरनून फॉर यू देन गुड आफ्टरनून और अगर आप इवनिंग में सुन रहे हो तो गुड इवनिंग और मेरे सभी दोस्तों को मेरा वाम नमस्ते दोस्तों आप सुन रहे हैं पी आई फाइव रेडियो स्टेशन आपके सर सर के संग आज हम सीखने और समझने वाले हैं राग भूपाली इस राग की उत्ति कल्याण थाट से होती है इस राग में मध्यम म और निषाद यानी नी इस दो स्वरों का उपयोग नहीं होता इसका मतलब इस राग में केवल पांच स्वरों का ही उपयोग किया जाता है जो कि इस राग के आरोह में पांच और अवरोह में पांच स्वर का इस्तेमाल होता है इसलिए इस राग की जाति औड़ो औड़ो बताई जाती है इस राग का वादी स्वर यानी मुख्य स्वर गंधार ग है तथा संवादी स्वर यानी उपमुख्य स्वर ध धैवत होता है और इस राग का गायन समय रात्रि का प्रथम हर माना जाता है आइए सुनते हैं इस राग के आरोह और अवरोह सबसे पहले सुनिए आरोह re ga pa dha sa aur ab avaroh sa dha pa ga अब सुनिए पकड़ प्रस्तुत है राग भूपाली की स्वर मालिका जो तीन ताल मध्यलय में निबद्ध है इसमें सोलह मात्राएं होती हैं पहले प्रस्तुत है राग भूपाली की स्वर मालिका की स्थाई
अब प्रस्तुत है इस स्वर मालिका का अंतरा अभी आपने राग भूपाली की स्वर मालिका सुनी अब प्रस्तुत है इसी स्वर मालिका पर आधारित एक रचना बोल है पेड़ लगाओ पेड़ बचाओ पहले प्रस्तुत है इसकी स्थाई प्रस्तुत है इस रचना का अंतरा हरियाली बिन जीवन सोना हरियाली बिन जीवन सोना हरियाली से जीवन पाओ दोस्तों आई होप कि आपको समझ में आया होगा और आपने एंजॉय भी किया होगा तो फिर मिलेंगे और कुछ अच्छा सीखने के लिए तब तक सुनते रहिए आपका अपना रेडियो स्टेशन पी आई फाइव स्टेट यून वीथ पी आई एस बेसा